This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following is a free preview of Doughboy's Double. Subscribe and get a new episode every Tuesday at Patreon.com slash Doughboys. Welcome to Doughboys Double. I'm Nick Weiger, along with a spoon man, Mike Mitchell. Yar, Yar. my good man. Yar, Yar. Wags. Yar. Yar, how was your cookie? Our guest already has his head in both hands. <laughs> he is covering his face completely he can't, with both hands. He can't hands. look at how I was like, I warn you, this is hacky and not fun. And he's like, no, it's fun. And now he's seeing it in action <laughs> and seeing how much it sucks. <laughs> Yarked Dobar chest. Yo do yo do a pirate's bite for me. A month of pirate themed uh mm. eating, drinking, and revelry. And we are talking about a pirate themed special today. Wags, mm-hmm. next year the theme is robot month. Mm, I'm into that. <laughs> Should I alter the normal <laughs> cadence of my voice at all? Or <laughs> no, just kind of talk the same. Okay, okay. Uh, with us uh, for this uh, for this particular voyage, for the, this leg of the journey, from the Great North on Fox, all hail Rupert Murdoch, as well as the podcast Song a Week, and with Gorley and Rust, our buddy Paul Rust. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Nick. Hi, Mitch. Paul, wasn't it <laughs> Hi, weird Emma. how wasn't it weird how Nick said all hail Rupert M- Murdoch? Wasn't that strange? Yeah, I guess that must be some uh, program deep in Nick that, like, when he hears a code word, anything mm-hmm. that is Fox programming. Mm-hmm. All hail Rupert Murdoch. Um, <laughs> no, you don't feel that way. I, I, I know you don't, Nick. And also, guys, uh, uh, I had in my mind, I was like, you know, it'd be really funny if at the beginning I came in and I was like, gentlemen, hello, just like understated. <laughs> I got so excited. I couldn't do it. So, hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Yar. Thank you for making time for us. Yar. Paul, one Yar, of my our good favorites. Man. Of course. Always a pleasure to get to talk to oh, buddies. Just just a really funny, funny friends. Oh, God bless you. Paul, we won't make you do any hacky pirate stuff, but... um. We, uh... you, you can. I'm all for it. I was covering my face in the best of ways. We will ask you for a pirate name before the episode is done. That's all. That's all. Which could just be, you know, Pirate Polly could be all it is. I mean, that could be it right there. It doesn't have to be anything, uh, anything too really intense. Good. Pirate Polly's great. All right, Pirate oh, Polly. Oh, 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 Polly, like a, uh, 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 a like pirate's a, the bird friend. Yeah. Yes. Little bird on his shoulder. So I could be a pi- parrot that both of you guys share. Perfect. <laughs> One one little uh, one little claw on each shoulder, mm-hmm. yeah. Like in an action movie when somebody straddles like two cars. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, guys, we should we should really write that action thriller script we've been meaning to, so we can just have dense paragraphs describing how one body is held between two moving cars. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The thing is that we each bring a di- a certain dynamic to the action script. Is um Nick yes. is like really good with like the intense sexual like the like the scenes where there's like kind of like um uh like any romance like Nick is really good at that stuff yeah because you got to have that mm-hmm. in action thriller there's got to be the sequence where they they get it on for me I'm really good with the gun stuff and then mm-hmm. uh like any stuff about guns or like what the guns look like if they look really cool and then yeah. Paul. You're really good with the car straddling scenes. Um, <laughs> yes, it's kind of your specialty, which we'll have a few of in it. I only write one page or two pages of the script. But it's mostly the, Nick. It's, they're it's really very, good. Really romantic actions. Action yeah, movies. and we specify it by having uh, Nick's pages be in red for a romance. <laughs> and in Mitch's blue, like the blue tint of a revolver. Yeah, and yours are white, like to complete the flag. <laughs> right. Yeah, because our our scripts are always deep down patriotic. They're <laughs> very and, patriotic. And, frankly, have a kind of a right wing slant. That's why we started things off with uh, all hail Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> well, I think you'll find that as a running trope in you know action movies is is just sort of a, a totalitarian authoritarian streak. Mm. Yeah, there, there's there's a tendency yes. towards you know the police and the military are good and righteous, and we need them to take extra legal. Uh, measures in order to protect us, the regular citizenry. And I think we do that mainly uh, for market reasons. That way, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. right side likes the content, and then the Mm -hmm. left side goes, what do they do? They scratch their chins and go, Ah, oh, it's satire, satire. <laughs> we, we Brilliant all satire. Our yes, yes, yes. Yes, we're laughing My all fake... the way. <laughs> laughing all the way to the laughing. bank, I was going to say. All the way to the bank, yeah. <laughs> Wags, what were you going to say? You were going to say you were going to say them saying satire. Go on. I was just going to say they're like they're like, "Hmm, I I I go to the opera for high art, and when I want some low art, I go watch an action movie, which I know is satire." Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love the opera. I'll see you guys there probably next week, right? When uh, they do a production of, of, um. <laughs> Carmen? Uh. Carmen! <laughs> Paul, I... <laughs> Well, I also want to be clear that since you write your lines in white, our paper is jet black. We have really black paper. It's very dark paper, yeah. Very so that, cool. So that your sentences will show up on the page. Um, <laughs> we we order special black paper. Just, just the thought, like, I just, you know, you think about Miramax just receiving, like, in their script submissions, they're like, what's this black script? Mm. Like all the other scripts are white, this one's black. Oh, What's going on? Distinct, distinct. They're like, I'm look. I'm gonna read this one, and then they read through it, and their minds are blown. We're su- we're submitting to Miramax. We're sending this to Miramax. Yeah, the Weinstein Company is that correct? They're also getting it. 
Isn't the isn't isn't Miramax though? Isn't that created by the Weinstein's? It was, yeah. Now then they set okay. up their own thing. Oh no! Oh no! I tried to contact the paper company, and they uh-huh. ran out of black paper because Metallica is back on tour, and they need it for their set list. <laughs> of course. Oh, of course, of course. Lars, fetch me another <laughs> bushel of black paper. <laughs> Then I shall go watch an action film, which is satire. <laughs> yes. Fucking Lars. Uh, hey, this is kind of... Uh, was that James uh, as opposed to Yeah. No, no, This is that was Lars Ulrich. No, that was Lars. No, but he, but he said Lars. So he was talking <laughs> to himself? He was talking to himself. That's how egotistical he is. Yeah, he's a fucking fucking monster. Oh, I was just gonna say, as opposed to what this this has all been <laughs> on the point, and this is off the point. But uh-huh. is there any man, not just in rock and roll, mm-hmm. but on the face of the planet and throughout the universe, who has more of a fuck face fuck than Lars Ulrich? I just want to slap that fuck face. <laughs> wow, I'm alone on wanting to slap Lars Ulrich across the face? No, here's the thing. Your connection went out for a couple seconds, so what I heard is, like, he's he's a kind of fuck, and then, like, fuck face. <laughs> like, I just heard that. That's also what I heard. Yeah, I, I was trying I heard... to piece together what you said. Okay. Oh, no. Is that the first time that happened? Yeah, we've never had connected issues on the podcast before. Um, and Paul, it's, it's okay. you know, I'm going to be honest with you. It's better we didn't hear because we love Lars and we're pissed off. We right love now. Lars. Well, here's what happened. Like, you didn't give a response. So I was like, whoa, I've really crossed the line here. With <laughs> Metallica heads. I am a Metallica fan. I do like Metallica, but I, I, I don't, you know, Lars, whatever. Fucking he's 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 not. He can be an okay drummer when he when he puts the effort in, but he's so often just kind of a lazy lazy man behind his kit. Um, and he's just annoying, annoying as shit when he talks. You know what happened mm-hmm. is that Lars was listening through Napster. He was listening to Paul through Napster because uh, he owns <laughs> he owns Napster now, and so he slowed he slowed down your internet when you were when you were talking shit about him. That's what he did. That's, oh, oh that's my god! Was. I have my Napster application open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why that happened. We should have told you to shut up before the podcast. You got to shut down <laughs> Napster before you start recording. Uh, I, uh, I, um, 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 I, all I said was that Lars Ulrich's face is a total. He has a total fuck face. He's just like a complete fuck face. Well, I agree with that. But I, agree. I also, at the same time, they were kind of right about Napster, right? Like that's the hard thing for me. Is like that's why everyone. He does have a fuck face, but they, they everyone was so <laughs> mad at him. They, everyone was so mad about him about Napster, and then they were kind of right. Is the only weird thing about that. Also, what are you downloading right now on Napster, Paul? Do you have a Do you have a, a list of a few songs? I, I hear you on the Lars thing. Outside of the Napster stuff, though, he just looks like a guy. You, you know, yeah. Him and Billy Ripken. Him and Billy Ripken. Uh, uh, look like they have complete fuck faces. Billy Ripken, right. at least it was called out. Yeah, at least it was written on his bat. Yeah. Oh, but what I've been downloading on Napster is bat. Mm-hmm. Um, some yeah. like Tenacious D live cuts. Mm. That's cool. I've, uh, I got mine open too. I'm downloading some uh, spooky Halloween noises for the holiday. <laughs> That's fun. 
Oh, what is I'm it? Uh, the live feed from C-SPAN. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I get political just around this season. What were you mm. saying, Nick? I was just saying I'm downloading Sublime 40 ounces to freedom. Mm. Um, was that your? I I confessed an original Napster download. Yeah. What was was that yours too, Nick? No, that was like the kind of thing I would down. Yeah, one hundred percent downloading Sublime, and then and then it was like it was something would be mislabeled, so you're actually getting Lincoln Park or whatever. There was one song that was like always. It was like it was always the same. Uh, I feel like a, like a corn song or something that you'd end up in. It would be mislabeled as a bunch of different songs. Hey, if we're, um, giving, if we're, if we're giving all honest Napster downloads, uh-huh. yeah. I, I'm downloading the Lily White Sessions by the Dave Matthews. There band. you go. There you go. The unreleased album. Back, back to your back to your your point about Lars. Mm. The 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 the, the mistake the mistake was that Metallica made their tactical error is it's just like he's kind of their leader, right? He's like kind of the Metallica mm. leader and he's their mouthpiece, but he is like an annoying guy with an annoying face. And yeah. he has this preachy way of talking. And so by making him the mouthpiece of that cause uh, made them seem very like it, it just, it it set the public against it. And also like the at the time, the public was just like, this is great, free stuff. Uh, and there wasn't really like this... Uh, the, uh, these massive, you know, media corporations that were profiting off of it right now, because like right now, the situation with like stream with like streaming music is that there's no way for artists to make any revenue at all from recorded music. Like mm. it basically all has to come from touring or from other other means. And so uh, the the you know, the, they were ahead of the curve in that way. But it came across as like, here's this greedy, preachy millionaire. Uh, who's mm, worried about his mm. profits when all these people who are broke are just trying to download some music for free? Mm. I I think that I think the tactical mistake was both putting Lars front and center, and then also not focusing on independent artists. And you know, like 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 like, hey, we're Metallica, but we're not worried about our profits because Lars always seemed like he was worried about like 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 they're stealing from us. But it could have been more like, hey, they're they're stealing from these these independent artists, these smaller artists, these these you know whatever the, the the these uh these upstart like uh, hip hop artists and and you know folk music artists who like maybe don't have as large of an audience as we do yeah. and are reliant on digital music or CD sales for their revenue i don't know mitch and nick you're both right <laughs> not he was right Hannity and Combs have i heard two 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 points of view so well expressed <laughs> Nick turned into a Lars. He fucking lectured us there for a few seconds on fucking Lars. No, I, I gotta say, no, no, no. I'm that, just that's making the issue, fun though. of him. Like Lars, no, Lars. Like I can, I can do the same thing. I can be annoying. I can be kind of, you know, an annoying I can get preachy and annoying. Yeah, you guys, no, no, no. Uh, 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 Anon, like it, it is crazy that uh, he was the mouthpiece for the time for something that, good golly, it still affects us to this day. One hundred percent. Well, I was gonna say this. Yeah. What? Um, do, do you hear about Elon, Elon Musk? Uh, the the billionaire. Yeah, he he uh he sent Lars to Mars. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> he sent Lars to Mars. He, sent, he just sent Lars to Mars. Uh, <laughs> you said just sent like this just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he, while he we were was, recording. It was it was payback for Napster. He was he was pissed off about Napster. He sent Lars to Mars. So he like kidnapped him. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. like, you went after Napster. I'm the kidnapster. Mm-hmm. Lars, you're going to Mars. Not since Carlsberg <laughs> have we gotten such a more startling news update. 
Is that what it was? Carlsberg? It was Car- yeah, Carls- I forgot about Carlsberg. It was Carlsberg. Carlsberg. We were on pins and needles that night. And, <laughs> and Mitch was like, oh, oh, oh. Trump did win Carlsberg. <laughs> it was completely silent. And I think you hear Mitch's mom in the background go, what? <laughs> Universal confusion. It was the only time it was the it was the only time Carlsberg had turned red. Um was that election. It had been blue it had been blue. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> There's more facts about Carlsberg. We'll get to those eventually. Um Paul, Yeah, there was some fraud. There was some voter fraud in in Carlsberg. We'll leave it at that. Paul, speaking of Napster. Yes. Do you like pirate stuff? Oh, oh, you mean stuff from the early 2000s? Uh, I mean, no, I Late mean 90s. He was he, I think he was saying cuz there's music piracy is involved. Pi- piracy. In so I'm saying do, do you, you like, like piracy? Do you like pirates? I, I was trying to get it into the theme month. That's a good segue. Do you like pirates? Are are you a fan of pirate movies? Um, do you like Pirates of the Caribbean, which we, we Nick and I rode uh, with Kyle Mooney for a double? I love this question. Pirate pirate costumes. Pirate costumes. Look, we know that doing a pirate voice is, you know, not the forefront of comedy, but do you, do you like pirates? Do you like F- Swiss Family Robinson? Do you like stuff like that or no? Okay, I, I I'm not a snob to you guys doing it. I love it one thousand percent. I know, I know you're not. Yeah, and uh uh uh, you know there is, we know uh uh you know the the BBC uh office style of discomfort comedy, but th- there is we gotta there's some new world in t- you. Doing a pirate voice and it makes me feel uncomfortable when I cover my face. Like that, I think that's worth exploring. The fact that I get, a, uh, I feel such a visceral reaction from it. I think. No, we're calling it out because we are embarrassed to do it in front of you. That's the only reason. Well, you like played it. a pirate in a guy talk. Uh, in I, that guy talk we did. That's I right. Did. Uh, uh, so, oh, oh, Ra- oh, was that what was it called? Random bits of random. Random bits of randomness. Random bits of randomness. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. Very funny. So as far as pirates go, uh, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This isn't a hot take. This is a long holding take. But we'll have the, ooh, the controversy, controversy of a hot take, mm, which I like is, it. I have a really difficult time hooking into movies or tv shows or the uh i don't want to say culture because that's too broad of a of a word whatever his historical period story based Mm. story based historical period stuff yeah Mm. Ah, it's just it's really hard for me i really like i hook into contemporary stuff obviously and then near future future stuff like that sort of world bi- building i really love um do you not like the pirates of the caribbean ride that is that now i wonder well the ride is a different story because i like that kind of but i'll say this if i had to pick a world in disneyland that i had to like live in it wouldn't be the new orleans pirates wow. of the caribbean world 
that's not, you know, in a similar category that you can love many things, but you love something a little more. Yeah. Uh, I would put what that. What world would you live in? Would... Uh, Paul Rust has been our guest for today. Paul, uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we let you go? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long way of saying something has to be great in that <laughs> world for me to appreciate it. And I do appreciate it, but it is it has to be well executed like right. the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I mean, Hook is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, Hook sucks. Hook is a bad movie. Uh, I I think I'm going to to, to I'll, I'll say this. I I kind of get where you're coming from because although I like like a historical epic, like I you know like I've just movies that are recently in my mind that that are in this genre, like Spartacus. Like I was like, this is mm. fucking great. Uh, The Woman King. I was like, this is fucking great. This is extremely my shit. But uh, but when it starts to be like, hey, this is this is more just historical fiction for the sake of it like mm. like okay so I love examples. pirates of the caribbean though i mean i love pirates of the really caribbean historical fiction i know I, I love pirates of the caribbean fiction. Uh, i like the pirates of the caribbean movies i think those are i think they're a lot of fun mm. yeah. i i was going to say like more what it's more something like a uh, mad men or mm. the queen's gambit where it's like this took place in the past but it's also not real i sometimes have a disconnect where i'm like where i'm just like this is bullshit and I'm just not invested in it emotionally, uh, if that uh -huh, makes any uh -huh. sense. So I think I think that may be similar to what you're describing uh, with, uh, you know, like a movie like Gladiator or something. You're making me realize I said so, uh, too broad of a category. Certainly there are exceptions of like historical stuff that I like, period stuff that I love. Yeah. And yeah. also, I guess it might be, I might put that category more in the, it's like pre-industrial revolution. Stuff after that, that's period, I can get into, you know, like Godfather, right. part two, 20s stuff. That, it can go as far, uh, early turn of the century stuff, it can go as far back as that. But like, um, uh, uh, if I had to think about it, I think it's because uh, deep down, I just, I like things to be a little kind of clean and tidy. And when things are just sure. like, the, the part of the world building is that like you could get a, and I know it's part of the thing to make it feel real. It has to feel like a rat could like make you die with its disease and stuff. But like living in that world, it's just, it, it, I can't, I can't it's totally nasty. like feel good. And yeah. And I know it right. has to be, but like RoboCop, that's the best. Even oh, if that's God. like nasty in a way, I like it's nasty, but the cars look different than ours. <laughs> Robocop rules. I'm not getting your argument yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Robocop, Robocop yeah. is I pulled out impeccable. a really bad argument ender there by going like, and I like Robocop. That's like the San Dimas high school football rules of uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> Wags, um, Queen, uh, Queen's Gambit isn't in the MCU? I thought that was a Marvel show. <laughs> uh, I think it is now. I think they're retrofitting it. They're going to retcon it as... Yeah, Gambit, I want you to do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> I well, got you I back, Mona Me. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul, I remember my lines from um, random bits of randomness. Uh, I'm too sexy for this parrot. Too sexy for this parrot. I remember that was a part of it, and I was yeah, yeah, so funny. You're was... making me remember too. Uh, I, I'm too sexy for this ninja. Oh, that's right. The pirate very talks good, about a ninja. Good. Yes. Which is basically, that's basically what this theme month has been. Uh, but you know what? When we're thinking that the perfect, this all kind of aligned that this is the Halloween double. We're closest to the, we're closest to Halloween. Mm -hmm. We got the orange kid, your old friend, the orange kid. 
and a spooky <laughs> ghost tale. And you know what? Not just any ghost, pirate ghosts, Wags. This is a pirate ghost. Yeah, I, I do want to get into this, but, but before we go any further, I just have another update for us. Um, mm. uh, you may you may know the Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett, lead guitarist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, apparently, Elon Musk <laughs> has sent him to space, turned him into Captain Kirk Hammett. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. I just, yeah. Okay. He's something's going on. Here's my question with him and that band. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's look. This is just me here, uh-huh. but I think it's kind of crazy that Elon Musk is just grabbing people and sending them off into space. Well, this is the thing. There's this billionaire class <laughs> without their permission or consent. <laughs> yeah, they 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 just this billionaire class. They play by different rules. It's like mm-hmm. they're, they, you reach a, a point where you accumulate enough capital, you're effectively above the law. Mm-hmm. And again, like we were talking about with, with action movies earlier, when you lionize a character like Tony Stark, who is a billionaire mm-hmm. and a war profiteer, you're basically saying, <laughs> like, this is, what, this, is our, this is what we need as our savior. This is like, what this, we want. We, we, we need someone who has, you know, so much money that they, are, they, they, can, they can operate in a space where they, they answer to no one. They mm. they are their own, you know. Uh, they are basically their a a a a a despot, um, due to just their accumulation of capital, and as such, they can you know uh impose their own order on society, and that's a good thing. And you know what? <laughs> I like it because it's satire. <laughs> yeah, I like satire too. Love satire. It's my favorite kind of um parody. Speaking of fuck faces, Elon maybe is right up there with Lars. Major fuckface on Elon, yeah, major league. Yeah, yeah, he's on the Mount uh, Fuckface Rushmore face. <laughs> right, you got to admit the, that gotta exact admit. wording. That exact wording. <laughs> it's Lars. Uh, let's see, Lars, Elon. Who else has a big time fuckface? Uh, uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe, maybe YouTuber Fred. Yeah, I always thought he's got a big time fuckface. <laughs> YouTube sensation Fred. Yeah, I think Fred. Mm. Fred's got a kind of a fuck face. It's something about the lips kind of coming to like a princely, almost near, uh, 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 Lord Fauntleroy pout. Yes. (laughs) Today's episode of Doughboys is brought to you by Helix. Wags, I've had a Helix mattress now for six years, maybe seven years. Wow. It's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. I know that much. Man. I know. And you know what? My sleep has greatly improved. I love my Helix mattress. It's like a cloud. Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. Wow. I'm sleeping away. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. 
Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm -hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Paul, speaking of fucked faces, have you been watching any scary, spooky movies uh, for the Halloween season? You watch them all the time on your other podcast. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, let me think of something that I watched recently that was... I got a big list going of of spooky movies that I haven't seen. This is in the last couple of weeks, uh, but uh, I will say this. Oh, and also, yeah, the Garfield special is a total world's colliding sitch, which is very awesome that I have with the pirates and the Garfield. Wow. Uh, it's wow. pretty incredible. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but if people are looking for something, the last horror movie that I watched that like uh, I was pretty nasty and grisly and mean was this uh, movie, The Prowler, from like nineteen. I've heard of The Prowler. Yeah, is that a movie Tarantino liked? Is that was he talking about that recently on a hmm, pod? I don't know. The Prowler is like this movie. The director of who did uh, the Friday Thirteenth Part Four. It was his movie before that. And uh, oh, the okay. Makeup effects are Tom Savini and stuff. So uh, cool. I love Savini. Uh, hey, S Savini. Uh, uh, a bloody genie. He, uh, oh Jesus. Oh, um, well, no, very similar to that, Mitch. Mm hmm. I did just get a news update. Billionaire Leon, Leon Musk, Elon Musk. Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> he has sent a member of Metallica <laughs> to outer space. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. James Starfield. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> James Hetfield is now James Starfield. I guess. I guess. Thanks. Fucking Elon. Elon's out of control. 
Isn't there? What isn't are we going to do? Star, isn't there a Star Trek? Isn't there? Isn't there a J- Captain J? Is there a James? Is it Picard? It's James James T. Kirk. James T. Kirk. Yeah. Wow. Do you think that Gene Roddenberry planned for all the members of Metallica to be the names of the captains of the? <laughs> In Star Trek. <laughs> I, you know what's what's weird is that the T stands for Trujillo, uh, which of course Metallica's bassist Robert Trujillo. So it is so he's, three different. <laughs> oh, this is okay, fucked up. Okay. It's, a, it's a family thing. It's J- it's James Trujillo Kirk. It's fucking nepotism bullshit. It's fucking nepotism. Yeah, that's this how is they, fucking they bullshit. Got their start. I mean, it's disgusting, but you know how that's how the world works. That's how the music industry works. I also I got some I got some news too that just came through. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Elon Musk. Yes. He sent Tom Savini into space. <laughs> okay. Now he's sending Savini into space. <laughs> what happened? Um. He uh. Uh. <laughs> 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 If you're gonna lay down the non-Metallica member card, you gotta be, uh, you gotta come to kill to mix two uh, metaphors there. When you come for the king, you 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 best. Uh... <laughs> What's Tom Savini's name now? Or where? Or what was his destination? Because also Lars was sent to Mars. <laughs> yes, so that's another option. Savini, Mars Ulrich. <laughs> Savini got. Savini got. (laughs) (laughs) Savini got sent to Vini, which is a short for Venus. Wow. Tom Savinus. That's so crazy. (laughs) Tom Savinus. That's really funny. Okay, okay. Oh, really? This I was is hoping really that just you guys just would, news. <laughs> I just was hoping that, like, when Paul's internet went out, I think that's when you heard that delay, it was the same thing that happened with me, is that I just had a delay. Mm. Um, and I, I, I said, I immediately said, Tom Savinas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you did right away. Okay. Yeah, right away. Okay, if, got it. If Emma uh, recorded it on my end <laughs> with my own recording, you heard, you will hear the biggest guffaw. I laughed <laughs> so hard at Tom Savitas. Well, that's that's why it took me so long to say Savinas because I had said it right away, but then if there was like any delay that you guys heard from me, that it was the it was the internet. Uh, anyway, so moving on to our the orange kid, the mm-hmm. paw at hand or the task at paw. Why did that... I say paw at hand? This is. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I know we have we have this this special to discuss, but yes. I, apparently Elon Musk has moved on from members of Metallica, from heavy metal musicians to Oscar winning makeup artists uh, because 
odd. Yeah, it's strange. He he apparently uh, now has abducted Stan Winston. Oh no! And, and oh, sent him no. into space. Oh um, no! Is now Stan Winstar. <laughs> oh my god! I think my internet might have gone out for a second. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. I guess I do have... Let's settle down, guys. You're getting a little too silly. <laughs> I guess I do have one further question. <laughs> besides, besides the whole thing about... Besides the whole thing about Elon kidnapping people and sending them to space against uh-huh. their will, which is right. huge, a huge part of it. <laughs> the other thing is that Stan Winston became became Stan Winstar. That's what they're calling him now. His name changed. His name well, that's changed. What, that's the pattern so far. I mean, that's what's happening yeah. to these guys. No, I don't, I'm, just, I'm just questioning on... I'm saying it's strange that... Their names changed that Tom Savini became <laughs> Tom Savinus. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like similarly, um, and this is just I just got this update. Michelle Burke, you may not know the name, but you certainly know Michelle's work. <laughs> From Conan. Uh, yeah, Michelle Burke, yeah, Conan, Conan's. Uh, also, uh, the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And. Yeah. Perhaps most famously, des- uh, Fat Bastard yeah. from from the uh, the Austin Powers franchise was a Michelle Burke creation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, apparently yeah. Michelle <laughs> Michelle Burke has been sent into orbit, and as a result, Fat Bastard is now Fat Bastar. <laughs> Get in my galaxy. (laughs) He's got a big ass toroid. I mean. (laughs) Oh, my good golly. Um, (laughs) Wags, we got to get on to the, we got to get on to the the special. I agree. That's what I'm I'm coming to the bed to talk about. But I um, <laughs> I just open up my news my um comedy news app. Um, <laughs> the fuck? <Whoa>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the funnier die news app. I don't know if you remember it, Nick. Yeah, I know. I worked there. I remember <laughs> okay, that. Okay. I open up the funnier die news app, and I got some more bad news. Is that Elon Musk <laughs> has moved on? Two coneheads, and um, oh my god, he sent Dan Aykroyd into space. And you know what? Yeah, you know what they're calling Dan Aykroyd. I make a big guess, but I think I think you know what it is. Do you want me to Dan tell you? Ast- D- is it Dan Asteroid? Dan Ackstar. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
You know, he likes conspiracy theories. He probably likes this. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, good. Guys into the paranormal. Uh, I smell a Men in Black 5 sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he wasn't in that. But I say, I say that because Men in Black, didn't it seem like a combination of Blues Brothers and uh, Ghostbusters? It did. 100%, yeah. Dan Aykroyd should have gotten residual payments for that. He should have gotten it. They sent Dan Aykroyd into space with a big uh, bottle of Crystal Skull vodka, so he was he was like okay with it. He was fine. yeah. He was Mitch, happy. you joke. I know this has all been joking, but Dan Aykroyd actually did for a promotion get sent up with his uh, Crystal Skull vodka mm-hmm. to promote it. He went up in a, a spaceship with it to orbit mm-hmm. the Earth. Oh wow! And that's impressive. I think the idea was that he was going to have a bottle of vodka for each of the continents. Mm -hmm. So it was the vodka of planet Earth, I guess, was the idea. (laughs) Uh Uh But when he got up and he um, went into orbit outside Uh (laughs) in outer space, the case of vodka (laughs) broke open. Oh, no. And the vodka bottles, they also broke open. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The vodka formed <sighs> into one sort of cube floating in midair. Uh-huh. Dan Aykroyd befriended it. Oh. He became friends with the cube. Yeah, so don't joke about it, Mitch. What? But was like the idea was that it it, get, it you know it gained some sort of sentience. Yeah, from being in orbit, got it. Maybe like the electromagnetic yeah. waves that were coming in and out of orbit from satellites. I think so. Okay, that makes sense. It's kind of sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, well, yeah. So, and then there was a box breakage, and uh-huh. then the bottles also all broke. Yeah, that was already bad. Yeah. Yeah, the the bottles, I mean, trying to catch, you know, one bottle for each continent already its own thing, but then you just got loose liquid <laughs> in zero gravity. But I guess I guess it's... it's probably good that they clustered into a cube. <laughs> oh, th- by the grace of God. Mm. Yeah. Because it could have like gotten in all the he'll... you know, the electrical panels or whatever on the station. Yeah, and they'll tell you that he'll tell you that it was a miracle. That shouldn't have happened. Scientifically, it doesn't make sense that it formed a do cube and became sentient. <laughs> yeah, sentient. Do you know the other weird thing is that when he got when he was getting sent up to space, he was like, "Please let me wear the nose from Nothing But Trouble," and they let him put on the, the <laughs> nose. They were like, the wearing, dick they're, like nose. "They're like, it's not your helmet might not fit over this," and he was he like, says, "I, I don't, don't care." care. Like, okay. You're the boss. Hey, can I say for the record, just regarding Dan Aykroyd, I feel like I was, I've been a little snot about him. I've come fully around. I love Dan Aykroyd. Now. Wow. And, wow. And I think he is just a person who is just bursting with ideas. Mm-hmm. And truly, and like, uh, uh, like I said, you know, uh, Men in Black it wouldn't have existed unless they kind of married two ideas of his. But like, uh, I think he set the course of like what comedies were doing for the next. Uh, he's he's a he's a cool dude. I like him. Now. Yeah, I'm pro. I'm pro Ackroyd. Um, yeah. Which 
is what like, uh, kind of, kind of bumps me out. Right? Also pro-life, yeah. <laughs> that comes part and parcel. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, but I, you know, honestly, because I've been I wasn't, I was, fan, I was, I was, with, I was with a bunch of pro-lifers in front of like city hall, but I was there pro-acroid. I was. Well, there. that's good. So if we see photos, <laughs> yeah, I was. It was pro-acroid. Mm. What were you gonna say, Nick? Oh, I was just saying, like I, you know, we're all pro-acroid, and that's why it makes me sad to tell you guys this. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk is at it again. Oh no! He's... Wait, up to his tomfoolery. <laughs> He's up to his tomfoolery, and maybe he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if he's listening to a live feed of this. Mm-hmm, uh, I don't know if he's just just, just just following the same train of thought, but Likely. he's moved on because Dan Aykroyd, you know, went up to space earlier, famously, as we were discussing. He's sending Blues Brothers into space, <laughs> <laughs> and he got John Goodman from Blues Brothers two thousand. Wow, send him up there, John Goodman. Now John Spaceman. <laughs> yeah. So great, great wow. character actor. I hope he's okay up there. I hope he's okay too. John he is a great Spaceman. character actor, and I hope he's okay too. John, one of our best Spaceman. Um, I heard that when when Dan Dan Aykroyd like they can communicate with through home like they can communicate back home and like over a video feed uh-huh. and Dan Aykroyd was talking to someone and it was just in the his other the other side of the video feed was no one was there but then it turned out that he was actually talking to the ghost from Ghostbusters that sucked him off she oh. was she, <laughs> she they they like connected later on Got it. So we had a satellite. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so he had a satellite connection to Earth, which uh-huh. is where the ghost who sucked him off lives. Uh huh. And she was able to use it to talk Isn't to him, and, but no one else could see it. <laughs> that is Solaris. It is Solaris. So did he go up into space and see the ghost of his past love, and it's a it's a little bit like Solaris, which is I haven't seen it, mind you. I was too busy seeing Eight Mile when Steven Soderbergh's <laughs> Solaris was in theaters. I heard that Aykroyd like was laughing and was like, "It's kind of like Solaris." While he was on the video, <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Um, we all heard that. Anyways, we all heard that. <laughs> Paul, to get back to the paw at hand, have you we ever all seen heard how we Dan Aykroyd referenced Solaris when he was talking to the ghosts of Ghostbusters years later? Oh, who sucked them off? <laughs> we all know that. Anyway, yes, yes, Mitch. Back to the paw at hand, Wags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the orange kid. Paul, have you ever seen the Garfield Halloween special? Because I, I, I loved it as a kid, and then when I was watching it, I was like, "This sucks," and I wanted to go back in time and kick little Mitchie's ass ass if I could but then as the special went on I kind of did enjoy it and it is I think in the end kind of good but we'll talk about it mm-hmm. uh we'll, we'll we I mean we're about 50 minutes into the episode <laughs> <laughs> the pirate themed the pirate theme month episode 
Yes. Where we talked about Elon Musk sending people into space. Well, it's for like 40 look, minutes. We're, were we supposed to not talk about it? Yeah, we're just saying the news. Are you supposed to busy. ignore it? Mm-hmm. It would be effed up if we were getting these news updates and we weren't sharing them and talking about them in real time. That is Holy that's true. Holy as true. silly as they come off sounding, and we apologize for the tittering yeah. when we get these news updates. They sound silly to us. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if you're listening, it's probably very serious, you know, and you've Oh, well, that's what's, and... that's also what's messed up. You know, later mm-hmm. when this becomes a controversy, mm-hmm. they'll pull out specific parts of us laughing, of us laughing and making comments mm-hmm. and not our remarks saying we're nervous about it. So it's funny to us. Yes. Yes. This is, this is the grotesque because <laughs> what can you do except laugh, you know, when you're faced yeah. with something so horrifying? Mm-hmm. And they'll, but they'll just collapse that context. I just, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I, I wish I didn't have to make this clear, but we are living in 2022, and mm. uh, obviously, we're uh, we're not for we're not making light of mm-hmm. Elon Musk doing this and and <laughs> having it be done to people. No. Mm. Um. In case any of the listeners uh, feel uncomfortable yeah. knowing that maybe we would be for that. I'm not. I, I don't think Lars should go to the stars, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Lars down here on solid ground. Thank you. Um, Even if it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. Right. That's where I want him. I want him down here with us um, where Paul, where he can watch. Yes. The Garfield Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it ever, Paul? I have seen it. I watched it uh, when I was a kid, and I liked it a lot, and I think they re-aired it maybe a couple times to be able to see it as much as uh, was possible. And mm-hmm. also, uh, 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 Mike Cassidy and I, we do, um, on, on our podcast, uh, we'll do some bonus episodes sometimes where we do these uh, Wizard of Oz, um, Pink Floyd, uh, sync ups where we're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this jam session we recorded years ago just happens to sync with this Garfield special. So we've done about five of these now, I that. and wow. we did one for the Garfield special. So I saw it as recently as that. Oh, wow, that rules! And and I I loved it uh, at the time. Rewatching it now, uh, I like both halves. Uh, I like the half of Garfield trying to go out and get candy with Odie. And then I like it when they go to the island and go to the haunted house with all the, 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 the you know, the ghost pirates. I'll, I'll quickly do I'll just do, I'll do a rundown and, and we can talk about moments yeah. that we liked quickly. Sure. Um, it opens with yeah. Garfield. He's got the TV on all night and it opens with Garfield waking up, which I like that Garfield keeps the, like the sign off is on the TV and he's still watching the TV. And then he immediately gets up and does jumping jacks. Who who is the clown wags? Binky? Binky. Binky is generally his clown. I, I should say before we get into it that uh, I had not watched this. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Nick, you sure? You're a Garfield experience. Yeah, I had not watched this. And as of this wow. recording, I have not watched this because I forgot what to watch it. What the fuck? <laughs> you beauty. We were doing a previous episode, and I realized, like, oh, no, I never watched the Halloween special. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll get done in time where I can watch you it between records. You didn't do records. the homework? And then we went long, 
and we wrapped up and it was it was like there's like four minutes between episodes so i was like fuck i didn't watch it <laughs> and then i was like i'll i'll just maybe watch it while we're doing the episode <laughs> but i haven't i haven't watched it i got bad news for you you can't watch it anymore elon musk gathered up all the copies it's now starfield the halloween oh my special God. it's up in space he sent the special to space. Starfield, that's very good. It's Starfield's good. space adventure, not Garfield's Starfield. Halloween adventure. Oh my god! It took us twelve names before we came anything bordering on clever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I do want to say some some things because uh, I'm just going to let this play as you're talking, and I'll try to watch mm. some of this. Weiger, Mister yeah. Weiger. Please come up man. to the front of the class and recite some of your favorite scenes from the Garfield <laughs> Halloween special, won't you? Or it's three wraps across the knuckles. <laughs> uh, sure, I, I, I like when uh, uh, Garfield uh, dresses up as a ghost and uh, sucks off Odie. I thought that was <laughs> A plus. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so in 1986, Garfield's Halloween Adventure wins the Emmy for Best Animated, mm. uh, Outstanding Animated Program, which is still the Emmy that they they <laughs> hand out today. I'm just picturing kids in the class like, like the teacher's uh, giving three raps across Weiger's knuckles. Weiger likes it. Like you're, you're kind of... <laughs> He's got a little dick, a little, little kid boner. <laughs> little kid the dick little boner. Kids re- the little kids refer to as a little kid dick boner? Yeah. Oh, he always misbehaves between every refractory period. <laughs> <laughs> he, here was 1986, Cal- Garfield's Halloween Adventure wins the Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. I was four. I think I was at the Emmys that year. The, uh, the, <laughs> the, the only other nominee, Garfield mm. in Paradise. Ah! Wow. Two Garfield specials, and that was it. Now, if you skip ahead a little and bit. That's, that's Jim Davis killed himself because he didn't win for Garfield in Paradise, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Davis, you still won. <laughs> Uh, so like like skip ahead twenty years, two thousand six, and the the mm-hmm. nominees are The Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, Camp Laszlo, and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. So the field of of Emmy eligible animation has just like really really expanded. But Wags, guess what? Mm-hmm. Film Roman is the is the company that did it, which is still still the go. Simpsons company. Yeah, what a dearth of quality animation that this was. Uh, I'm you know that's not a huge slight against Garfield. There is some stuff that I go, oh, that this is better than regular Saturday morning uh, programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Like the ghost stuff at the end uh, looks pretty cool. Um, well, we'll get we'll get to the yeah. old man. I really love the old man. Um, the yeah. weird old man. I'm letting this play right now, by the way, as you're talking, bitch. So he's All watching right. the Big the Clowns show. All right. So he's, he's watching the Big the Clowns show and then Binky's like, do jumping jacks and Gar- and I, I get that, like, I think it's funny. Garfield doesn't know why he's doing the jumping jacks. Um, and I like that he keeps the TV on all night. I kept expecting that this was going to be reveal itself to be a nightmare. Because, like, a yeah. scary mm. clown on a TV is talking to Garfield through the TV. Right. It never, it never gives the final, uh, yeah, like, whoa, gosh, 
I woke up from a dream. <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> there is no, it's not, it's not a Pennywise or anything. It is, it is actually Binky the Clown. Who's in the uh, strip? Who's in the comic? Yep, he's in Binky. the, he's in the comic strip. Bink, oh, sorry. Binky the Clown. Um, and then Garfield, he basically, he finds out it's Halloween. It's, it's Halloween day, yep. Halloween morning. And uh, Garfield sings a little song. You can't really tell if he's singing, but he also sings some of the opening. Um, and then he, uh, I like this part, Paul, when Garfield's worm, worming around in in a uh, in the sack. You know when he's worming around in like yeah, a, trying to get candy. He's 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 like he's worming around a little sack. He's asking he's asking John about Halloween. He wants to get a sack so he can get candy. And John, uh, and then Garfield says Halloween's practically my my middle name, Gar Halloween Field, which I thought was a funny joke. That is really yeah, funny. It's funny. And then, um, well, a couple things, Mitch. I mean, credit where credit's due. Lou mm-hmm. Rawls uh, singing the theme music and the music throughout the series, along with uh, Lorenzo He's... music, voice of Garfield. I, I dig yes. all the, the all this music. Totally, totally agree. I'm listening to the Lou Rawls song right now that plays in the, the opening credits. Good. Oh, you're not you're not going to finish by the time. But I think you still have to watch it for homework reasons. Um, I'm so, gonna keep it playing. <laughs> so for so Garfield's got to Garfield's got to get a sack. John gives him permission to go, and he gives John gives him the sack. Odie's gonna come with him. He wants to take Odie because he can get twice the candy. They gotta go up and get some Halloween costumes. So they go up into John's attic, um, and they're looking for Halloween costumes. I did think it was weird when they go into John's attic looking for costumes. They go through like a bunch of boxes, and one of the boxes just like filled with nude photos of John. Um, and I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, I thought that was weird too because it seemed like where most of the animation went, and the fact that the <laughs> pictures were animated themselves. The... I just got there. Yeah, it's it's and and John is like saying in the pictures, like you have to read his lips, but he's saying like these are magic photos. <laughs> To like, because they want to justify why the pictures are moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, but it's really uh, and weird. I think the justification is sound. <laughs> I know. I bought the logic. <laughs> and Garf- Garfield looks at those pretty quickly. He doesn't really explain them. He's just kind of silently looking at them. Uh huh. But then he, then he, <laughs> he finds, then he finds he finds uh, some costumes for him and Odie. They come back downstairs uh, uh-huh. as Orange Beard, the captain. And, and that one had a really great part when he was trying all those different costumes and the singer went, or I could be an alien creature going <laughs> down on the town. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, did you watch this with your with your daughter? Did you did was this a was this a father daughter watch or no? No, I actively watched it without her. She walked into the room, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's it's mainly for uh, safety reasons. Um, Mm-hmm. There's been a report recently uh, that children mm-hmm. uh, th- for decades now haven't been able mm-hmm. to put words to it, mm-hmm. but the shape of Odie <laughs> is uh, nerve-altering, is mm-hmm. how they put it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, come on. That's so, because, because <laughs> here's the thing. I, I looked at so much Garfield as a kid. And I've yeah. never even thought that like that could have something to do with my current like you know nerve alteration because yeah. my nerves are like very like they're very funky. 
Mm. Have you noticed, Nick, that you mm-hmm. get uneasy around a shape when it's kind of like a, a kidney shaped with two ear-like mm-hmm. uh, extensions and then four lower leg-like extensions? Does that make you feel anxious? Well, here's the thing. So we were in Vegas uh, and we we're staying at a hotel and, and uh, Natalie was like, hey, do you want to go down to the pool? I was like, great. We go down to the pool. It's shaped just like that. Wow. And I, I started Whoa. like, I, I started, I had a panic attack. I was like convulsing. And I, I have like, to are you okay? When I saw a kidney shaped pool of Vegas, I was frothing. Yeah, I was <laughs> frothing too. And then, and then people were, people were like, people were like walking by just sort of muttering like, Odie, it's probably saw Odie as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was really embarrassed, but you know. Don't be embarrassed. It happens to like, I think literally like 85% of men. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. It was yeah, like 80, me and 85% of men. It was like most of the men there were all having yeah. the same reaction, including some of the staff. Yeah. Like this guy was just trying to carry towels around. He was fucking shaking and frothing. They were convulsing froth coming out of their mouth on the, on the mm-hmm. ground. Rogs, I remember when we were in Chicago, we walked by the bean, the big bean in Chicago. Right. And you did. I remember you saying, my nerves are really altered right now. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And then Obama walked by. I was like, Odie, probably saw Odie the kid. <laughs> Why Obama? Well, it's Chicago. It's Chicago. It's oh, I thought you said Boston. And I, and I said, I said, I said, hey, Mr. Obama, you know, if you ran for president, you could change a lot of this, a lot of this stuff. <laughs> and that's when he said, it's not a bad idea. I think I might just do it. Um, anyways. <laughs> That's why Obama ran for president. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is all in his book. I mean, we're not telling yeah, people in, the stuff the that they don't already know, but. Yeah, lick it up in your Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a big, there's a big Garfield section in the Obama book. <laughs> Spoon Man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, They'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. 
Well, why is it we, we all carry around stressors, big and small? It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? A lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Wags, you haven't seen this special, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push on through and say <laughs> that Garfield... Garfield is Orange Beard the Captain, and he has first mate Odie the Stupid, which is funny. And it was weird at this moment. This is this is truthfully weird. It was weird how Garfield talked about John changing his litter box. Did you notice that, Paul? Yeah. He's like, the guy changes my litter box. And I just thought it was weird to think about like Garfield taking little shits and pisses in the litter box and John having to like scoop them. Well, and that happened in the same scene that he walked in on just John sitting alone eating lasagna. And it's like, yes. So John makes lasagna, lasagna. on his own without even Garfield requesting right. it. Yeah. It's not enough that he just has leftovers or something. He's like actively like making lasagna. What do you expect when Garfield walks in and snatches it from you? And then also Garfield steps on it with his peg leg, which is weird that he steps on it. He steps on the lasagna. There's a lot of, I mean, so also, that's the part. I, that's the part I just saw. I will say, okay, yeah. yeah. And and then and now Garfield's outside you? walking around. I did. I was like, I I was sort of shaking for a second and frothing. <laughs> uh, and then and then Garfield's outside now, and there's a little song playing while he's walking around with his bag and and meeting other costume kids. It looks like. Yeah, not a scaredy cat. That's the number. Not a scaredy cat. That's a big one. Um, but I'm gonna quickly. I gotta. I want to quickly go back to just the the litter box thing. Oh, of course. Also, a weird thing that John treats. Them Isn't as... that what you usually say on first dates? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to the litter box, referring to my house. No, 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 no. <laughs> I meant as if like she she at the first date was like. And um, I've been working uh, lately and just really enjoying this new job at, you're like, hold on, hold on. Can I tell you about the litter box thing first? <laughs> <laughs> kind of is what happens. I, no! I love my baby cats. And Wags, yes. I hope Garfield's using pretty litter. Use code Doughboys at checkout and you can get uh, <laughs> probably $10 off your pretty litter. Uh, also, it's weird that John treats them as sons, I was going to say, and he gives them sacks to go. He's like, you boys be safe. And he gives them sacks to go trick or treating. Yeah, that he, they're unattended. Yeah, it's pretty weird. And uh, 
Uh, I mean, I'm really like this was my favorite part of this special. I'm just like in bliss when it's just like soft jazz and Garfield's walking along with Odie and they're getting candy. Uh, I like that. That could have been the whole thing to me, but it is strange that uh, these unattended pets are, are on people's doorsteps <laughs> requesting candy and they're not batting an eye. They're like, uh, I, 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 it's not a big hang up, but it is. I guess all animals do that in that world. It is strange. So. Also, Garfield and Odie are as big as the children that they show because they show children and they're Garfield yeah, is the same and one of height. Them removes a Gargamel mask and underneath mm-hmm. is Gargamel. Did you notice that? Mm hmm. Uh, I smell a lawsuit from uh, Lawyer Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the Smurfs were uh, were pissed off about it. I heard the Smurfs were were. Uh, well, you heard... and Weiger, you guys are tight with those guys. I've never really gotten to meet the Smurfs, but I know sometimes when you're touring and you're near their area, you guys will pay them a visit and stuff. Well, yeah, like like Vanity was like, "Hey, uh, can I come to the show?" <laughs> uh, and like you know, we we're like, "Okay, sure, yeah, of course, man." Like, and he was like, "Can I get a plus three? Because uh, and we're okay. like, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. You yeah, you bring cool. and uh, he brings Papa Smurf, mm-hmm. um, huh. and brings mm-hmm. two other Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> two other Smurfs. Yeah. Look, I love Vanity, but he is a bit of a kiss ass, and to bring a little Papa bit. Smurf and two along, others, and then the two others, and then the two other Smurfs. It is a little, yeah, it's kind of brown nosing. Yeah, or really. Mark knows this, but my longest relationship um, that I've ever had was four years, and that was with uh, Smurfette. Um, we dated for four full years. And um, yeah, you guys are still on good terms, though. Yeah. You're making it sound like things are sad, but I feel like you guys are cool. She's kind of, I mean, I, I, I nearly crushed her multiple times just. You know, hanging out. Time, <laughs> oh, so <okay>. yes, <laughs> I was just, I was worried about you, like your career, because mm-hmm. she was like I, there were whispers that she was going to like do like a Facebook post about you, and yeah. after you broke up, and be like, he asked me to smurf my smurf. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she she was she she was like gonna she told me she was gonna post like Mike Mitchell will like crush you if you're in a relationship with him and I was like don't do that yeah I'm not and she was like why aren't you she wanted me to be like she's like why aren't you blue you should be smaller you should be like smaller a lot of stuff we should be like the size of a Smurf and that was like yeah. a lot of where a lot of the issues came but except for that one area where you already are <laughs> a size of the Smurf she said that well I she- feel like. You guys had something really beautiful for four years, mm-hmm. and nothing can change that. And you'll always have that. It's it's beautiful. At, at the end of the day, I I think she was just like feeling. She just had a lot of conflicting emotions going on, mm-hmm. you know, because she knew things had to end, but she also still like had feelings for you. And she's like, "You have that one area that is the size of a Smurf, and also it's blue." I remember she said that. Yes. Uh, what? I didn't hear that. I mean, not because it broke up, but because I didn't understand it. <laughs> she says, "Like she's like, why aren't you small like a Smurf? You have that one area on you that is Smurf." <laughs> okay, 
okay, yes, yes, yes. Now I get and it. also it's is- and it's also blue. And it's also blue, yeah. <laughs> and it has Papa Smurf's cap on it. <laughs> a bright red top. So I'm at a part now where Odie and Garfield are in a house with a fireplace, yes. and there's a there's a scary old man on a rec- yes. uh, on an, an armchair. This guy's great. So as Paul was saying, like they go trick or treating. There's you get to see a, a kind of a cool a cool looking old guy in that scene too. They do the scaredy cat song, and there's a great line that goes. I don't chase mice and all that jazz. That's one of the lines. Yeah, I like that line too. And then they they use a, a a reveal like Paul was saying, where there's a scary Gargamel type mask, and they take it off in this Gargamel face. They use a ghost sheet bit twice, where they look under a ghost sheet, and it's like uh, Sasquatch's legs, and then they look under another ghost sheet, and there's no nothing there. Um, and then yeah, like, I oh, haven't I- seen this many sheets since I went uh, to a goat farm. <laughs> Hmm. I haven't seen that. Mi- uh, don't get hung up <laughs> on the goat part. Just that, uh, <laughs> that shit sounds like sheets. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> there's an there's the old man. We see the old man. Also, real, real quick, real quick, just before we move on, I haven't seen this many sheets uh, since I went to. Um, <laughs> Uh, the states of Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Maryland, Ohio, Virginia, North Carolina, and was looking for a convenience store. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> it's a convenience store on the East Coast. Called Sheets? Sh- called yeah. Sheets. <laughs> okay, that was good. There were go- uh, goats were also <laughs> there. There were goats there. Okay, now, that, now all right, we're back. <laughs> Why? You may have, you may have, we you may have noticed. <laughs> I got so off the rail. <laughs> We're almost back. We're almost back on here. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say, what weird town they live in that's separated by a river. There's a weird river that runs through the town <laughs> that Garfield and Odie have to take a boat across the river because there's more houses on the other side. They get swept up in the river. Garfield says, "I want my mommy," which made me think, "Do do we know Garfield's mom?" I don't know. I wondered uh, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do. Oh, we do know. We do know his mom. Yes. Uh, uh, the one, the mom cat from the Aristocats. <laughs> oh wow! But they're strange. It's that's why you don't hear about it very much. I think both of them want to. I keep thought it, it was real. It is real. When you said that for a second, I thought it was real. Oh. <laughs> You got I thought it was real. You're saddened that I don't have the information of who's Garfield's mom. <laughs> I thought it was real. Garfield calls himself a jet-setting playboy. Uh, and then, I was going to just say, Garfield, this special does a better job of pirate stuff than we have all month. Garfield is very much in character. Um, and then they're at the, they go to this old spooky house. There's the, On this island, there's a lightning strike. And then Garfield has a funny line. He says, hey, Odie, I know. Let's investigate. It's a really funny line. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go in the house. They're by the fire, Nick, which is what you just watched. You might finish the special before we finish the episode. <laughs> and they reveal this old guy that they just didn't look, turn around to see. There's an old, weird man in a chair yes. uh, who's animated. He's he's great. He looks fucking weird and great. Yeah. Uh, uh, when that 
in the category of amazing, I loved when that like green ghost ship showed up and those ghosts came out. Because mm-hmm. it's like, came out the same year as the Black Cauldron and they deleted scenes from Black Cauldron that look like that because they were wow. too spooky. And now I'm getting in my Garfield movie. Uh, and then, so it. that was cool. But when that guy turns around, I do like how he looks. It is cool. But when Mike and I did our little uh, uh, Dark Side of the Moon sync sync up, yeah, that uh, jam part was all about how the animation is wildly different. <laughs> it's it's a little grotesque. It is he a little did, the old man does weird. look a lot different. Yeah, he look he has like he a looks different... like he was dropped in from like uh out of uh, into the Garfield TV special and out of like a uh that heavy metal movie. Yeah. Right. It's weird. He's, he's very strange looking. He has like strange, big features. Uh, it's weird, but it's good. He almost sounds like James Earl Jones, but is it, is it the singer? Is it the same guy, Paul, the Lorenzo music? Yeah. Is it Lorenzo music? Is that who, who, who did it? Is that the guy who does the voice? I don't, it... no, no, no. That guy is like, a um, I don't even know why I was saying animation style instead of referring to him. That's a that's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit situation. That guy's live action. Oh, that's why he looks so different. It's yeah. a live action actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whoever that actor is, that's whose voice it is too. And then we do get a few shots of Garfield and Odie as live action too, which is strange. Like to see like yeah. an actual cat, red, orange cat, and a yellow dog. Let's be honest. It wasn't that orange. It was no. like more kind of grayish brown. They call it orange. So but yeah. it was odd that they had that be the real Garfield. And then the Odie was just like a picture of this pool from Las Vegas. <laughs> oh God, don't remind me. I'm gonna start frothing. Don't remind me. I'm gonna start frothing too. The old man tells them that a hundred years ago, <laughs> which. Mr. Davis, um, Mr. Davis, maybe check your math. A hundred years ago, pirates buried treasure on this island. So in 1880, I guess that I, maybe that checks out. Uh, I actually don't think that's that's far off from the the piracy era. Like it was still going in the mid 19th century. Might have been a little late, but yeah, at a hundred years is maybe could be at the tail end of piracy in the high. But season. there's a reason why he's off. Uh, even just uh, a few decades or whatever, it's because I went to the Jim Davis estate and I was looking through a lot of his collection of his old textbooks from classrooms and mm-hmm. stuff. And in the history books, nothing is highlighted, nothing is underlined. There's only doodles of cats on the side. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, this is interesting. I looked up who his teacher was. She was still alive in town. I went and spoke to her. And I said, I opened up the history book and I said, <laughs> you, you went and t- you found Jim Davis's teacher and went and I spoke said, to her. Not much of a student of history was he? Uh, <laughs> and she said, uh, little Jimmy? Of course, she called him old Jimmy. Sure, yeah, yeah. This woman who was, <laughs> this woman who was like twenty to thirty years older than Jim Davis. Yeah, it's gotta be in her nineties. <laughs> Little Jimmy. She was in her nineties and uh, was nearly blind, and she went, "Little Jimmy, he was far less interested in 
Christopher Columbus and more interested in Charlie Brown. (laughs) Wow. Those were her words. I did think it was weird that like in the history books that like Jim Davis would draw Garfield and then like in a bubble Garfield would be saying like never happened. You know what I mean? Like a lot of stuff with World War II, like Garfield is he drew him in there saying never happened. And I'm like, is he right. like a history yeah. denier? Yeah. yeah. And it's like little uh what were they what are they called? Doodle books, uh sketchbooks and stuff. That's like yeah. where a lot of times Garfield would have those thoughts. What did you see? Uh, I didn't get into that section of the archives. Mm. Well, I was mostly I spent I like you know me. I saw that he had this big pinball pinball collection. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta play all these uh, these pinball games. Because mm-hmm. he had like Adam's Family Values pinball, <laughs> yeah, which is great. Which is a great pinball machine. And which so if, you haven't, if you haven't played there. it, if you haven't played it for people who haven't played it, instead of a pinball, it's it's a little Uncle Fester head. Uh, yeah, Fester's head rolls around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I spent most of my time <laughs> in the archives. I was just playing pinball. Honestly, that's cool though. Uh, you got like a a high score. I was I thought that was cool. Like uh. Mm-hmm. Because that yeah, was, was like cool. a prototype yeah, cool. thing. I don't think they ever officially released those. Uh, Bally knew Jim Davis uh, was a big pinball fan. And so he got like kind of this unreleased prototype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had like, uh, <laughs> he has just all these pinball machines that you never thought were even, it even been made. Mm-hmm. Like oh, he made, pe- he, wow. Yeah, he had one for, for Red Dragon. Uh, mm-hmm. the Brett Ratner directed uh, Hannibal Lecter film. I guess they made a, a tie-in pinball machine mm-hmm. and the Jim Davis estate owns it. And so I played it a little bit. I got the high score. Mm-hmm. The Red Dragon pinball machine is, is, is fucking, it's cool. It's I'm just a, cool I'm hell, a yeah. pinball junkie. So, uh, so I know about this stuff, but I haven't necessarily gotten to play the Red Dragon one because it is pretty rare. But I heard the pinball is Brett Ratner's head. <laughs> it is. It's Brett Ratner's head, and he's got like a shrimp in his mouth because you know he'd like be eating shrimp. He'd like to eat shrimp cocktail on set, so there's like a little shrimp tail hanging is out. Like an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. like eat shrimp cocktail. There was. There was also a piece of shit. I... <laughs> <laughs> There was there was a bunch. He had like the there was an IFC. You know the birthday boys run IFC. There was like an IFC lineup of pinball machines. Um, they didn't make. Oh a yeah, birthday I boys. played that. That was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. They had like a Gigi does it um pinball machine and um <laughs> the Brock Meyer <laughs> pinball machine. Right, there were multiple. Birthday yeah. boys related pinball <laughs> Yeah. No, the we didn't get one, which kind of bummed us out because there was like, you know, all these all these other, you know, the Brock Meyer and Gigi does right. it and like a lot of the a lot of stuff from from that era, but we you know, we did we didn't get well, they didn't make one for us, unfortunately. But it's still a uh uh honor. It's still flattering. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, it's a total honor. A huge no, it was <laughs> yeah, it was a huge honor. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, <laughs> I just want to say that the old man tells Garfield yes. that at midnight, at the stroke of midnight, at a hundred years, the pirates are coming back. And um 
then the old man steals the boat. He st- he takes the boat. He runs off with the boat. Garfield mm-hmm. and Odie are stranded there. They stay in a little uh, cabinet. The ghosts, the pirate ghosts arrive. Also, Garfield has, uh, he says, he's like, it's past my bedtime. He wants to go home. I thought Garfield was a late night guy. So that was kind of confusing to me. Yeah, that was uh, wrong. The, the ghosts are scary. They're very scary. And then. Yes. They, they open, they, they like make a noise and then the ghosts look at them and they close the doors and it's really funny. Yeah. I had vague memories of being scared of these ghosts when I was a kid. The ghosts are scary. Yeah. But they're being funny throughout. Like when they, when they make them it clear that they're there and then like they try to close themselves in there and then the pirate ghost goes right through there. The ghosts are scary looking. But yeah. It's Garfield and Odie are having fun, but then it does kind of get dramatic. Odie kind of falls through the dock. And you can tell because it's a weird gray board that he falls I just through. Fi- I just finished the special, by the way. Oh, wow. All right. He's done. Yeah. He's done. Wow. Okay. Um, and and then they almost, both of them almost drown, Wags, as you just saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, 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 and. Yeah, I noticed Garfield. you were uh, sort of rubbing your hands together and licking your <laughs> lips as if imagining a feast of. <laughs> Boiled cat and dog. <laughs> I I thought that's how that's where the narrative was going, and you know I haven't had lunch yet. Um, there, so I was getting really this hungry. Much. Do you know the old man the, that was live action? Mm-hmm. There is an alternate cut where at the end he feasts on boiled cat and uh, boiled Garfield and boiled Odie. That's that was an that alternate makes sense. cut. I, my stomach's growling, but it. I guess they showed it to like a bunch of children and. It, it was like really inappropriate for kids to see. Yeah, um, I can see that. So they, so they decided not. They, you know, they yeah. decided to not do it to show the old man eating Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I would can totally see that. <laughs> it makes sense. Makes makes total sense. They get wise. They go back. They're safe. Uh, Garfield gives half his candy to Odie. Uh, John doesn't question why they're out so late. And mm-hmm. then Garfield says, yeah, I love you. Now get out of here to Odie, which is really cute. And then he turns on the TV. And then this is a crazy part. Yeah. Where it's revealed that the old guy was an actor. And I guess he maybe took the boat to work because he's on TV. The yeah. old guy is on TV. Okay, look, I love the Garfield Halloween special. But w- the, the whole time uh, I was kind of like, that's a particular choice of a scary thing is like ghost pirates and uh, mm. I guess we're just taking a leap here that this is a thing that all kids know and are scared about is like right. paranormal pirates uh, but at the end Garfield's like let me settle down to watch a movie and the guy goes it's now time for the all night pirate movie festival <laughs> <laughs> Like, because it's Halloween night, and yeah. uh, Garfield reacts as if he said, like, the Frankenstein Festival or something. Yeah. They play the uh, fog confusing. over and yeah. over again, I guess. They just just the fog over and over, and that's that's all they got. Um, There's no real, I can't think of scary pirate movies outside of the Garfield Halloween special and the fog, but they played <laughs> something, and that, that guy, that old man is an actor. <laughs> He works for TV. The old man works for TV. This hundred because he he was a cabin boy on the ship. He reveals. Yes, he was a young man. 
He's over 100 years old. It's kind of a Michael Douglas the game beat mm. where it's like because there's a point where like one of the guys from the game he sees on yeah. TV and it's like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? He sees him in a TV commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Douglas does come in at the end, we should say, too. Michael Douglas is with Garfield watching at the end. So, uh, yeah, again, with like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, sort of live action mm-hmm. mixed animation technique. I bought it. It like it did. I bought it too. It was in jarring. I totally bought it. And then Garfield. Well, it's funny because because Michael Douglas is there and Garfield looks at him all all scared, and he's like, "I don't eat that kind of pussy." And then that that's when the special ends. Um, really odd outline that like they were like, "Okay, this one, this one, like eating Odie and Garfield. That's too much for kids." But the, but this line is oh appropriate. It's appropriate. Like we'll, we'll we'll put that in instead. That's the end of the Garfield Halloween Yay! special. Wow. Uh, by the way, I this is before we go. I do want to note because you were talking about Michael Douglas, and this is just a wild coincidence. I guess Elon Musk mm-hmm. sent Michael Douglas to space as we yeah. were recording. Why? Well, as we were recording this, that was like a news update. Yeah, and and uh, as a result, it's weird that it's weird that they. There were so many of those, and then it just kind of slowed down. <laughs> well, I think what happened is that they, I'm looking, like, I'm looking at the story right now, and this is, like, you know, one of those rapidly written, like, Dredge Report sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, developing, right? But it was basically saying, I'm on Dredge Report, and it was basically saying that um, uh, it was on hold. Like, the Justice Department put a, put a hold on it, and then he appealed it, and the appeals court said... That he could keep doing it. So that's why for like 40 minutes, he wasn't able to send anyone to space. But now Michael Douglas is up there. Well, that's Uh, that then, I guess, huh? Michael Douglas went up there. No name change. No. Well, no, here's the thing. No rhymes. And this is, like I said, this is developing. Uh, We just got his name change as an update. (laughs) Oh, wow. He's, He's now Michael Douglas Adams. The author of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, Wags. Yarg. Yarg. That doesn't work. Yarg Dober chest. Thank you. Uh, I I always appreciate and love getting to uh, do Doughboys with you guys. And what a uh, treat. Particularly for a special occasion like this. What an absolute joy. Paul Rust, we we just like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have talked about Michael Douglas eating pussy. I I, I don't I didn't I didn't like it. I I shouldn't have talked about it. No, I think it was it's fine. more just because it's fine. I think it's more just because that information was between Michael Douglas and his doctor until you. <laughs> I know you're friends with the doctor. Yeah. Maybe you get points scored by letting people know that you know his doctor and are sharing his information, but it's cruel. I am I am friends with Michael Douglas's doctor, and this is gonna people are gonna think this is crazy, but his doctor is um Dr. Giggles. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this too. For real? It's yeah. It, Dr. No, I, this Giggles. For real. I say this because I know you guys like love Nintendos. I, I I don't know since the last time you watched Dr. Giggles. This seems like a silly thing we would say, but there's a scene where Dr. Giggles is going to kill a kid who's mm-hmm. playing a video game, and he walks up and he sees the kid is playing Dr. Mario, 
And then Dr. Giggles smiles and lets him live and walks away. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Wow. Because that does sound like a silly thing we would that would be said on the podcast. Know, I know. <laughs> that does sound silly. so crazy. It's so crazy that that's real. It sounds really silly. Is that? Yeah. That's real? <laughs> that is real. Cut to later tonight, me and Wags both nervously playing Mario. So that- <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul, do you have anything uh, to plug? We we love you. We love you, buddy. We were we, yes, off pod. We were, we had a, we got a we had a question recently on the podcast. Wax, well, I was going to bring this up. Yeah, about they were like they were like someone had asked, and they, this is not an upcoming episode. But like, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen? We didn't, and, and Mitch and I, and and we were like, you're kind of on the spot. And you're just like, man, I don't I don't know how to answer that. And and then Mitch and I were we texting afterwards. We're like, we we're both just like, I think it's something Paul Russ did. We were just like both thinking of what? things that you did that made us laugh. Yeah, uh, one of the funniest dudes we've ever we've ever uh, had the pleasure of. That's of the knowing. truth. It's I'm absolutely hiding true. my face behind my mic. I'm so it's <laughs> burning red. I'm so in the. Bar- Thank you guys. That's nice Polly the pirate. That's that. Is love you, truth. buddy. Uh, love you guys too. Love you too. Uh, w- the plugging your shows. Uh, just uh, you know, Great North is on Fox. All hail Rupert Murdoch, and then also Song a Week. Uh, with yeah. uh, with our, our buddy Michael Cassidy, who does the Doughboys music, including our pirate theme. Yeah, um, and also with with Gourley and Rust talking yes. uh, horror, spooky, scaries. That's right. Uh, uh, thanks, guys. Thank you, dude. We love you. Yar, 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 yeah, yeah. The scary. Yar, yar, yar. See org. <laughs> Want more Doughboys? Check out the Doughscored, our Discord server. You get Dose Scored access plus the Doughboys double when you join the Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. That's patreon.com slash doughboys. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>